You know, when you think about Big Bang Theory, the fundamental for me, recognizing it's a theory, is the question I ask, especially non-Christians who subscribe to that, is, okay, so mm-hmm. the stuff that supposedly exploded or and is still expanding, yeah. the material itself, where did that come from? Sure. Welcome, everyone, to podcast number 179, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg. We have our Youth Director, Youth and Family Director, and Contemporary Praise Band Leader, Jordan Kettlewell. We have Retired Pastor, Barry Sweet, and we have Associate Pastor, Jeremy Taru, and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. And today, we're picking right back up where we left off from our last podcast on... Jordan stated that God's word is the Big Bang Theory, and I believe... Jeremy's upset. (laughs) (laughs) On your mark, get set, go. Go. In this corner. (laughs) But I still love Jordan. Yes. Now, Jordan gave a great rundown in the last episode of God's word being the truth and how uh, certain scientific theories could... um, not be in conflict with, but actually mm-hmm. reveal that truth more fully and be in line with it. I, to- I totally agree with all that. Now, I, I just want to set forth a perspective that I think is important for the followers of Christ. Um, well, God's word is the big, big bang theory. I, I, I have to reject that because God's word, God's word is truth. Amen. Amen. The big bang theory is a theory. We don't know if it's true. So we cannot cre- equate truth mm-hmm. with a theory. We don't know that the Big Bang Theory is true. It's an idea. We know God's word is true. Now, if something like the Big Bang Theory happened, that would have to submit to what scripture says. So God spoke forth creation. Now, did he start with a condensed mass and spoke it forth and it's expanding and still expanding? Maybe that's possible, but we don't know that for sure. Mm -hmm. And so I think the just the kind of the fundamental I want to put out there is I don't want Christians to feel a need to have science mesh with what God's word says. Mm -hmm. We don't need to feel the need to do that. We, We need to take God's word as truth for what it says. Some of these things might be true and fit into God's word. Some of them may not, but, but we don't need to feel that pressure of saying, this is a scientific theory. This must somehow fit with God's word. How can I get it to fit? Mm-hmm. And importantly, and Jordan touched on this too in the last, last part. I heard this said recently, we should not be shrinking God's word down to ourselves. We should be elevating ourselves up to God's word. Mm-hmm. And that applies to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> Anyway, I just I just want to lay that out as an important fundamental perspective that I believe we should have. I think, you know, when you think about Big Bang Theory, the fundamental for me, <clears throat> recognizing it's a theory, is the question I ask, especially non-Christians who subscribe to that, is, okay, so mm-hmm. the stuff that supposedly exploded or and is still expanding. The material, yeah. The material itself, where did that come from? Sure, of course. You, know, you have to go back to the beginning, and in the beginning, God created, is that that stuff, God created it. Mm-hmm. God had a hand in it. God yes. had a plan for it. Right. And I think that's where the beginning point is for me, is that yep. the logistics of the how, for me, aren't really all that important. 
Um, yeah. It's fun to think about and to, and to ponder, mm-hmm. but for me, the the bottom line is God created. I may not understand how that all fits and all that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the foundation of my faith: is that God created, God was in this, God had a plan, and God still has a plan and still working it out. Yeah, and and so for somebody who's not a believer, I have to ask them this: How do you answer the question of so where'd the stuff come from? Yeah, that exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it you know if it and if there was nothing there before and all of a sudden there's this stuff, you have to go to God somewhere in there. Yeah, right. You can't ignore that piece. Absolutely. And that goes to where what I mentioned in the the last podcast, how secular science and and I'm not and I say the Big Bang theory when I was talking about that, Jeremy, and uh, you know, I mean that in a very vague and generic term of basically the scientific going scientific thought toward creation. So, you know, if, if you were to ask somebody that that question, um, and they happen to be an astrophysics hobbyist, um, and have you know looked into that at all, so that's where where science, where I'm talking about, they've they've actually gone to the extent now of finding that there was a thing, and they've named that thing, and it's ridiculous. And and okay, this is what kind of launched this whole tirade, right? Um, <laughs> this, this is what this is what launched this for me. It was because it was I've always been fascinated by this topic. And again, it's not that's why I say like it's not crucial. That's not the core. The core to me is that God created. Um, and I don't have a, you know I don't feel the need. And I agree with you, Jeremy. We shouldn't have a need to do that. That's why I kept saying fascinated. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's just but so many people have a need to that, explain it. Right. I like agree that. exactly. So, that, yeah, that, so that's that, a very that important thing there. to. Mm-hmm. And I think to, people have struggled with that and lost their faith. Yeah. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. see how this fits together. And so God must not be real. Yeah. How well, does the first three chapters in yeah. Genesis fit yeah. with Therefore science. I don't believe right. Right. the Bible is being true. Mm-hmm. And that that's happened. And here's where some yeah. of that fits and goes to goes to Barry's question of, you know, so at where did the stuff come from? Where did, mm-hmm. what governed that? They've broken it down to that. I mean, they, you know, scientists have, and physicists have broken it down to a force that the current hypothesis is this is the force that created all of the universe. Mm-hmm. It was there before there was any matter, before there was anything. It was the thing that was the catalyst for the Big Bang, and it's called dark matter. The weird thing about dark matter, and like I said, what launched this tirade was I was watching a, a a documentary on this, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm looking, I'm just like, you guys are just explaining God. They're, they were explaining God over and over and over, but kept calling it dark matter, breaking it down to the, the fact that it was this dark matter force, mm-hmm. which is a gravitational matter that that launched the Big Bang, that created this the the framework for the universe. It, like It spreads out through the universe in these uh, tendrils and tentacles, and, and it you can trace the whole thing. And through looking for that dark matter, they've actually found that there is a map that was laid, you know, proved intelligent design. But they can't say God. They call it dark matter. Um, and why'd they call it dark matter and because, not white matter? <laughs> well, because because it's... And here's the, the other... The funny part, this is what makes the whole thing just turn kind of ludicrous. It's not observable. It's not measurable with any instruments. It's not testable. It's a theory. 
Well, in Scripture, it says darkness was over the surface right. of the sea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, they're leaning in, I mean, right. in the direction of God, just not calling it God. Right. Yeah. So, it's, it's, all, yeah. it's all just a theory because they don't know what to call this thing that governs the, that governs the behavior of everything down to the atomic and subatomic level. Mm-hmm. Another question in terms of someone who believes and doesn't believe is the axis of the earth is like there's a minute 23 degrees. 23 degrees that if it's off that, you know, we burn up. We don't exist. Right. Yeah, right. And, it's precise. And to me, it's exactly, it's precise and it's exact. Is that how is that not intelligent design? Yeah. That that gives us seasons. We go yes. around the yeah. earth. It's not a perfect circumference right. around the earth. Right. Um, but yeah. it gives us our seasons. I mean, it's just so incredibly um, cool mm-hmm. that what we have, mind. what we call <laughs> life, exists because somebody created it. And when I think of that Big Bang, over and over again, it says God said. And the problem I have with Big Bang is that you equate it then with billions of years. Right. And and here, Scripture says God said, and it was done. Mm-hmm. And That's what we know. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what we know. And so, day one was light and darkness. Day four would be the sun and the moon. Day two was sky and water. So, day one, two, and three are laid out to provide the necessary environments for day four, five, and six. So light and darkness in day one provides for the sun and moon's creation in day four. Day two is the sky and the water were created for day five, the birds and the fish. And then day three, the land and plants were provided for the animals and people. And then day seven was a day of rest. And so we've got this... uh, I think Jeremy, Jeremy just picked up on something that's so important, and, and Jer, uh, Jordan's acknowledged it, is that we elevate science above Scripture instead of saying, this is what Scripture says, mm-hmm. and this is how God did it. And, you know, I know there are people that will argue young earth versus old earth versus, you know, billions of years, and... And for me, uh, and I think we said this at the very beginning of the last podcast, was that the most important thing that the Bible reveals to us is God and salvation. And above all things, that's the most important. Yes. And when we get to this place where we want to debate and talk about creation and science and and how all of that happened, how an intelligent designer design mapped out. Uh, the biggest concern I have for that is we get so focused on that that it then wipes out any possibility of understanding that Jesus is God, that Jesus brings salvation, eternal life to light for all mankind. And we're so hung up on uh, a theory or a possibility that we miss the bigger picture. And as a pastor, I, you know, I don't mind debating these things, but I don't want us to miss um, the sight of what it points to, and that's a relationship with God for all eternity, mm-hmm. and that that relationship was broken and then mm-hmm. was um, made whole again through Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
I think the other piece, too, is when you read Colossians 1, yes. Jesus is presented as the creator. Yes, he is. All things created through him. You know, and mm-hmm. by him and for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that kind of blows people's minds mm-hmm. because we see as God the Father is creator. Mm-hmm. But when you read Genesis, you see all three parts yeah, of God. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but to me, you know, Jesus the author of our salvation, the one who dies for us and is resurrected for us, is also the creator. And you see the plan mm-hmm. of God come into place, just like the earth on its axis is planned so that we'll survive and mm-hmm. thrive. Um, the one who did that is the one who came and was Jesus. And in, there's Old Testament places where you can point to where I believe Jesus shows up. You know, and so he's been through Absolutely. it all and walking with us through it all. And so, to me, I always go back to the, the first five words of Genesis. In the beginning, God yep. created. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, God planned for. In mm-hmm. the beginning, God was at work. Yeah. Um, if you want to call it intelligent design, I'm okay with that. But it's really God. And, well, and, yeah. and that ties then into the salvation piece, because that wasn't by accident. Mm-hmm. That right. was planned for right from moment one. And this is what, okay, so here's... Other than it just being fascinating, and I like outer space, here's where that becomes important to me. That's where this whole thing becomes, it can become that big deal, mm-hmm. right? Because you'll, you'll meet and you'll talk to people where just on an intellectual level, they, they have a hard time squaring this stuff, and that might be a hindrance to faith. But if all the evidence, both secular and scriptural, is pointing in the same direction— that's a that's an area where you can work your way to Christ because it's not just you know this giant scientific theory right. versus the beginning of Genesis because like you said it's in Colossians it's in Hebrews too and I love the yeah. way it's ver- yes. uh, phrased in Hebrews. Um, so in the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and many times and in various ways, but in the last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom also He made the universe. Amen. Yes. Yes. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His S-O-N. being. O N. Sustaining <laughs> all things mm-hmm. by His powerful word. He's holding all things together. Yes, he's mm-hmm. holding it all together. He's holding that axis. Right where it needs to be yes, so that exactly. we can live. Mm-hmm. That thing they call dark matter, that's that's him. What science that's, calls dark matter. Right, that thing yeah. that science calls dark matter, that's him. Yes. That He's the gravitational force. That thing science calls dark energy, which is the opposing force to dark matter. One's pushing away, one's, one's pulling in. That's him. That's mm-hmm. Christ. Yes. He's sustaining mm-hmm. all things at all times. So that we can live, so that yeah. we can have this earth for now. So uh, to say that in the exact opposite, without Christ holding all things together, chaos rules. It falls yeah. apart. It falls apart. Or there's yeah. no existence. Exactly. I mean, if he lets go, he's putting every breath in your lungs as we speak. He's sustaining us. So he's, God's the foundation of it all. No yeah. matter what place you come at it from, right? He's the sustainer of yeah. all. Amen. Amen. Well, let's wrap it up right there. 
We've got one more one more episode on this topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We come to you from the Gaylord Methodist Church, and we have we'd love to have you join us on Sundays. We have a traditional service at nine a.m. and we have a contemporary at ten forty-five a.m. We also have on second uh, the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month we have a, a service. Um, on Wednesday evening at 7, 15 p.m. So again, we'd love to have you join us. If you can't, uh, you can join. You can view our Sunday services via Facebook or YouTube. And if you have any questions about the church that's located at 215 South Center Street, you can Google us or you can call the office at 7, uh, excuse me, 989-732-5380. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us today. 